You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow, Met Fellow Adventurers. We are going to go back to Sir Croakington and we are in the village of Durnstig. Now, there's a few things to do here. You can visit the woodlands, but we already did that. That's where we found the seven knight statues. Visit the church. There's an alcove there. A thick leather-bound book rests atop a simple wooden pedestal against the back wall. Small alcove. The heavy volumes warm pages filled with faded script contain a litany of players honouring Sifak. And you can look in the alcove. Notice there appear to be claw marks gorged into the wooden back wall of the alcove. Leave the alcove. And there are adventures going on here. Oh, visit the tavern. The Dugstink's only tavern, the Singing Fool, is unremarkable in almost every way. Aside from a group of three men huddled around a corner playing cards. The place is all but deserted. The tavern keep, a grime-haired man, looks up and smiles at you as he wipes down a grime-covered table. Gage in conversation. The tavern keep smiles as you approach, but when you begin speaking to him, he holds up a hand and shapes his head. Realise the elderly tavern keep can neither speak nor hear. Hmm. Probably should f- f- should figure out some way around that, you know, so he can tavern keep. Before you can respond to this, he's gone off to wipe down a table, and seems seems to be paying you no further mind. Order some food and drink. A young woman approaches you as you take a seat on one of the wickety tables and tells you a hot meal of pheasants. 
stew and a mug of ale costs one gold token. Alright, I will. The serving girl serves you your meal and you hand her one gold token. The pheasant stew is some of the best you've ever tasted and you relish every creamy drop. When you finish with the stew, you wash it down with the mug of ale. The ale is bitter and has a musty aroma but leaves you feeling satisfied. You're pushing your chair back from the table when a middle-aged man strides up and asks if he can speak with you for a moment. Well, you already have. You can also speak with me for a bit more. Listen to what he has to say. The man introduces her as Jebron and tells you his brother operates a small farm on the edge of the village. You're horrified when he explains that his brother's barn has become infested with a pack of vicious tarn rats. What am I supposed to do? Kill ten of them? <laughs> of course not, this is swift. <laughs> It'll be all of them. You've heard tales of the large rats multiplying rapidly and infesting entire towns and villages. He's afraid the beasts will be going after livestock soon. The numbers could get out of hand, explains Jebron nervously. Now, I don't mean to intrude on you, miss. Would you like someone who might know how to handle this? Do you think you might be able to help him out a bit? Agree in. Go see Jebron's brother. Jebron is delighted when you agree to try and rid his brother. Brother's barn of a pack of tarnwets. As you're about to leave the tavern, Jebron wishes, reaches into your pocket and retrieves a gold token which he presses into your palm. The very least I could do is pay for your meal, he smiles. You thank him and accept the coin. A whole entire gold token! Outside the tavern, Jebron leads you to his wagon. You skirt and climb, you hop aboard and within minutes you find yourself on the outskirts of Durnstick, riding up a steep road through plush green hills. Jebron's brother, Breck, looks surprised when he comes to find the wagon rolling onto the farm. Jebron explains you have graciously volunteered to Perhaps literally, yes, very literally, take a stab at the tarnwat infestation that threatens to grow out of control and harm his livestock. Well met indeed, smiles Breck. Those greying hair set, sets him the better part of ten years ahead of his brother. Breck tells you the tarnwat infestation has himself and several other farmers worried. The tarmwat problems seldom go away on their own. As he speaks, he, talk, he points to a tall, weathered barn, set against the forest towards the back of his land. They're in there, he says grimly. I've counted over a dozen of the foul things myself in the last few days. I had to move all the animals out for fear to get mutilated by the beasts. Breck leads you over towards the barn. When you arrive at the barn, Breck explains the layout of the structure, while his wary eyes scan for any sign of tarnwats. The whole place is animal stores, he explains. But there's a loft above, and you get to it by a tall ladder at the far end of the barn. My guess is the tarnwats are nesting in, in the loft as well. But I haven't been there in two days. Don't have the medal for that sort of thing, you know. Breck wishes you luck, and again, thanks. Before he leaves and heads to a back towards where Jobbon waits by the wagon, 
He tells you that if you clear out all the tarn rats, make sure you have something for your efforts. Now, the section number here is, is 459. So this is one of the very first adventures ever made. I mean, this even pre... This, pre, this, this was when... This was made when Swift was just a hobby. Yeah, before you had global travel or mounts or replayables or any way to get lots of gold. You're standing in front of the enormous barn. The tall barn doors are slightly ajar. Enter the barn. On the first level of the barn, even with the doors open, remains a dim and shadowy inside the large barns. Animal stalls line both sides of the barn, while a wide corridor leads to the back wall, where a tall wooden ladder climbs through to a small opening in the hayloft. A scuttling of unseen feet can be heard from every shadow. Move towards the ladder. You're taking no more than a couple of skeps when your way is certainly blocked by two tarnwats. Stab. Hey, hey, they missed my stab. You're not supposed to do that. Stab. Stab. All right. Stab one, stab two. Two stabs. And they're down. Right in the heart. One XP. You stand over the bloody corpses of the two tarnwats. Taking pride in your victory over the Vernim. You've now rid the barn of a total of two vicious tarnwats. Alright. Keep moving forwards. Couple of steps. Here's another tarnwat. Yep, that's how this goes. Move towards the ladder. Two more tarnwats. And they are slain. In one blow, I guess I shish kebab them. You stand over the bloody top corpses of the two tarmats, taking pride in your victory over the Verdim. You now have rid the barn of a total of five vicious tarmats. Alright, keep going. Here's another one. Stab, she stab. And move towards the ladder. Two tarmats now. Keep moving towards the ladder. Another two Tarnwats block my path. No, they don't, because they're dead. Move towards the ladder. Another Tarnwat. And it is slain in one hit. Alright. You make make it to the ladder with no sign of any Tarnwats on the first level of the barn. Climb the ladder to the loft. With the barn tail off, the head of you, the far end of the loft... You can make out what appears to be a massive nest that's made out of hay. Pierce the tarmacs are making themselves quite at home here. The scuttling of unseen feet can be heard from behind the shadowy piles of hay that litter the loft. Move towards the large nest. Taking no more than a couple of steps when your way forward is suddenly blocked by a swarm of six tarmacs. There's too many! Swarms with gashing teeth, but nevertheless they are all slain for two XP. You stand over the bloody corpses of the Tarnwats, taking pride 
your victory over the swarm of vermin. You're now with the pawn of a total of 17 of the vicious tarmacs. Keep going forwards. Another swarm of six. Stab them all in one, somehow. Don't know exactly how it works that you can kill six rats with one stab. I guess they all, the rest of them have a heart attack upon seeing how brutally I killed the first rat. Something like that. 23 rats gone. You make it, make it all the way to a large nest constructed out of hay. Certainly, stalking out the shadows appears an excessively large tarnowat, slightly bigger than Sir Crockington. Its face scarred just below its left eye. The vicious creature snarls at you and lunges forward to attack. It's a large tarnowat. And they're large enough without being large. Gashes its teeth at you violently and is slain. 1 XP. The large tarmac lays bloodied and unmoving in the midst of the large nest of hay. Make a quick search of the nest and discover a pouch containing some gold tokens. This small treasure was no doubt the property of one of the tarmac's hapless victims. 18 gold tokens. You search the barn from top to bottom and find no further tarmac's. Nicely done, Sir Crokington. 32 experience to General. Breck and his brother are static when you inform them that their time rat problem has been solved. They listen in earnest as you tell them the tale of your battle with the vicious Vernon. Berwick offers you 10 gold for your trouble. When you politely refuse the money, he venomously insists and places it in your hand. 10 gold. Then he asks that you stay for supper with the family. My son, my son Jod, would, would love to hear how you handled those tarwats, he says hopefully. Thank him and stay for supper. Politely decline and be on your way. Oh, okay. Food? Supper? Yeah, thank him. Alright, I'll stay for supper. Supper in Breck's house proves to be no common affair. During the scrumptious meal, his young son, Jod, as you tell the story of how you cleared the tarn rats out of the barn no less than half a dozen times. <laughs> Breck's wife, Char, expresses her relief over the riddance of the vicious creatures. We can now move the animals back in. Thank the all fathers, she says. After dinner, Breck and his brother, Jebron, pour flagons of a stout ale, and the three of you... You enjoy the brew. When you decide it's time to go, you say goodbye to Breck's family, and Breck and Jebron leave the farmhouse with you. Breck bids you farewell and thanks you again. Jebron gives you a ride back to Dernstig on his wagon. When you arrive in the village, he bids you farewell as you disembark and his wagon pulls away. And that that's that's that little adventure done. That's the village market. Is there anything here? View the items for sale. No, no, it's all boring stuff. Stuff you can... Stuff that doesn't do anything. Always much worse than what I currently have. Right, now on to the proper adventures. 
and the formal adventures. Creeping death. You quickly discern the scant reports filtering into Dernstig, the nearby village of Crack, are enough to warrant an immediate village to the small hamlet. And we begin. While passing through Dernstig, you begin to hear rumours of a series of recent and troubling events in the nearby village of Crack. The reports that reach you, Suez Kredge is under siege by hideous, monstrous creatures that creep out of the surrounding forest after dark. Despite your initial instinct to dismiss such tales as the exaggerated account of a few travellers, something about the unsettling narratives makes you believe a timely visit to the village might be in order. Late in the afternoon, less than two hours after leaving Dernstick, you arrive in Quarak. Becomes immediately apparent that the small settlement is in a state of distress. A few inquiries among the citizenry of the small village leads you to Quarak's protector, an elderly, one-armed man named Urmsin. He tells you that for the past week, the village has been plagued by giant spiders. To learn the massive arachnids, most of them the size of a large dog, creep out the surrounding forest as soon as the sun sets and begin prowling the region. They didn't come into the village at first, he says, his haggard appearance and tired voice betraying his weariness. But that didn't last for long. We lost two of our folk last night, making it fallen all since this started but things have taken a turn for the worse I fear worse by far Yerson tells you he immediately sent for help at the sighting of the very first spider his plea he relates was swiftly answered just yesterday a group of seven border rangers arrived in Quarak after being apprised of the, of the recent events the brave woodsman plunged into the forest in search of the source of the hideous infection. infestation. They have not returned. You are left to assume they met with the worst of fates, he says, his voice choked with emotion. Of no one that can go in after them, not with any hope of returning. To leave them to such a gruesome end is enough to... This is all very trying for us, you must excuse me. When you inform Ermsin that you intend to delve into the forest to see you can discover the fate of the missing wages and perhaps the source of the spider plague, he gasps and stares at you in wild-eyed disbelief. Then he emphatically shakes his head and tells you such an endeavour is much too dangerous an undertaking. We've already sent for more help, he says. You should wait, certainly wait until it arrives. Stepping into those trees alone is far too perilous. I cannot allow you to do such a thing. Despite Ursim's initial objection to your proposed mission, it takes you only a few minutes to wear him down and convince him to allow you to investigate the forest. He tells you he still thinks you should wait for more help to arrive, but he would not stop you from doing what you feel you must. At your request, the protector of Quark leads you to a spot on the eastern edge of the village where several of the large spiders have been seen emerging from the wood. There, he wishes you luck, and warns you that you should leave the forest at the first sign of danger. <laughs> no way I'm doing that. 
With little intention of heeding his cautionary words, you bid him farewell and make your way along a winding path that snakes its way into the tangled wood. Woodland. It doesn't take, take long for you to find what you're looking for. Only a, a quarter of a mile from the forest, just as the thick hot heartwoods thin out at the edge of the broad expanse of rocky terrain, you pass over the back of a small hill and your eyes immediately fall upon the horrifying sight. Swarming along a jagged, raised length, length of ledge, the long, hairy legs moving limberly across the rugged stone to which they cling, are no less than a dozen giant black and green spiders, the smallest of the hideous arachnids is easily the size of a large dog. The long barbed skinners protrude from the abdomen of each spider. A snickering, suck scuttling sound fills the air, echoing off the trees around you, as the massive spiders swarm endlessly along the stretch of ledge. You suddenly recognise these giant creatures to be death bar spiders, a particularly aggressive and venomous specimen of spiderdom. Alright, there's more information about death bar, death bar spiders. These venomous green and black spiders, many of which grow to reach the size of a large dog, a name for their long tapered skinner that protrudes from the edge and end of their tapered abdomens. Long barb stinger. stinger. The, the venom injected by the barbed stinger serves to incapacitate the spider's prey and can ultimately paralyse creatures man-sized or smaller. Once thought to have gone extinct, sightings of death barb spiders have occurred with greater frequency across the last few years, all across the North Broadlands. You're about to steal away to your right to get a better look at the crawling horde when a series of soft footfalls to your left sends your pulse racing. You spin in the direction of the sound only to find yourself facing one of the deadly spiders. With your heart pounding, you instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as the death barb spider washes towards you, its jaws stretched wide and its barbed stinger poised to stab into your flesh. It's a deaf barbed spider, and it's going to have a bad time. Deaf barbed spider thrusts its deadly stinger at you, as they are wont to do. The spider's barbed stinger stangs, stabs into your flesh. Your body score helps you avoid being paralysed by the spider's venom, and that, and it does eight damage. It is slain. Five XP. You step past the twitching remains of the slain spider, only to find yourself confronted by yet another of the giant creatures. Another death barb spider. Just take this down. It is slain. 5 XP. The second spider thrashing about on the forest floor, deep in the throes of death. You're horrified to watch the swarming death barbs have abandoned their perch on the ledge and are surging through the forest towards you. No hope of escaping the impending onslaught. You press your back up against a sturdy oak and prepare to engage the eleven deadly arachnids. 
making certain none of the swarming horde can attack your flanks. You draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and bravely engage the first of the giant spiders. Here's the first one. Frosts its deadly spinger. stinger. It stabs with the stinger. You've been paralysed by the spider's venom and be unable to act during the next round of combat and 15 damage. And it just get just... And it stabs me again for 13 damage. And then I get it. It is slain. Oh, these are some pretty damaging specials. A well 21 XP. A final well-placed blow sends the hideous spider sprawling backwards onto the forest floor. Its eight legs twitch wildly for several moments before at last becoming still. Staving off your growing fatigue, you prepare to face the next of the deadly spiders. Next to the death barbs, its jaws stretched wide and its long and its long stinger poised to pierce your fair. Your flesh stutters forward and attacks. Yep, just gonna stab it, stab, stab, stab. Another 21 XD. Here's number 3. Stab, stab, stab. 21 XP. Number 4. Stab, 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 stab. 21 XP. Here's number 5. Alright, we're getting near to the middle of... Well, this this will come back conga come back on back come back conga come back conga Alright and stabity stab 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 that was the middle one number six We're more than halfway through now number seven And that down that goes didn't even get one no okay got one hit in Oh it got stung it stung me but I got past it and we need to heal a bit after the combats. Because their specials are very damaging. With their stingers that sting. Death Bob Spider, Death Bob Spider. That's the penultimate one. Another 21 XP. And here we And that's the final 21 XP. Take a chance to heal. With no more death barbs in sight, you exhale sharply and step back, allowing your eyes to wander the field of oozing carnage sprued on the ground before you. After taking a few moments to catch your breath and recover from the brutal fight, you make your way around the remains of the spiders and investigate the ledge upon which the hideous creatures have been perched. There, on the side of a protruding spine of stone, you make a gruesome discovery. Lying at the base of the ledge, their partially devoured remains covered with flies are the bodies of the seven missing border rangers. The brave support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
marketing, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Woodsmen, their weapons scattered along across the forest floor nearby, appear to have made their final stand against the very spiders in this very spot. With the overpowering stench of death assailing your senses, You peer along the length of the exposed stretch of ledge and immediately take note of a wide, dark hole in the earth at the base of the rock shelf. You're about to move over and investigate the hole when you spot something moving inside the shadowy opening. A split second later, a surging horde of death barbs. The echoes of their scuttling rising through the trees pours out of the hole and tears across the ground towards you. As you retreat from the ledge and hurriedly attempt to determine your next course of action, the vile arachnids swarm through the forest, attempting to surround you and cut off any chance of escape. With your heart pounding, you count 21 of the giant spiders now closing in from all sides. You quickly realise that unless you flee now, you won't be able to escape the pressing swarm. Flee? <laughs> I don't do that. I will stand my ground and face the sport warming spiders. The massive swarm of death barb spiders presses in from all sides as the deadly creatures prepare to attack and devour their intended prey. Well, I am probably delicious. With a, with a second thought, you press your back up against a pair of towering heartwoods and draw yourself into a battle-ready stance as the surging horde of spiders closes in around you. Making certain none of the swarming horde can attack your flanks, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and bravely engage the first of the giant spiders. Death Barb Spider number one. Oh, I've been paralysed by the venom and take 12 damage. And then it gets stabbed, and it injects more venom into me. And I can't move, I'm still paralysed. Oh, fortunately, it couldn't take advantage of that paralysis. Oh, paralysed again, 15 damage. And it is slain, that's way too much paralysis. Alright. 
The giant 621 XP, the giant spider staggers backwards and topples to the ground as its long, hairy legs collapse beneath its hideous bulk. The spider's body quivers for several moments before, at last, becoming still. Staving off your growing fatigue, you prepare to face the next of the deadly spiders. The next of the death barbs, its jaws stretched wide and its long stinger poised to pierce your flesh. Flesh scuttles forward and attacks. Alright, stabity stab stab stab. Alright, more of them. It's 21 XP for each of them. Here's number 3. And number 4. It's the same, same combat each time pretty much. No new text. So I can just rush forward. Here's number 5. Five is slain. More than a hundred combat XP just so far. Alright. Another one. Here's seven. That means we've got a third of them after this one. And there, uh, that's one third of them. Yep, but they're showing no fear. Because, um. Because reasons. There must be you social or something. Which is a very bad thing. <laughs> Being for giant spiders to be. It is number 10. Yeah, because I mean, normal animals. What once there's a fairly decent chance of being wounded, they just stay away. Unless they're protecting their young, which I guess they are. That's probably why they're so aggressive. Alright, here's, here's 12. Okay, we've got more than half of them now. Which is good, I guess. Uh, but we can't you know, make friends with them. But I guess that was never an option. Because that would be weird. Oh, 22 XP now. Because they're getting tougher. Or, as I often think with these combat conga scenarios... I'm actually getting weaker. Just a little bit, though. Alright. Number 15. Oh, it's burning, burning through. Burning through a lot of my healing. Yes, now I've only got just 11 NV left. Another 22 XP. Here's 17. We're nearly there, nearly there. The longs, it's face the next of them. 18 is slain. Keep keep on slaying. Slaying spiders, but only fictional spiders. Real spiders, uh, they were okay. Leave them alone. Right. The chances are they're only going to bite you if you do something stupid like try to crush them. Because they've got no other option. And even if they do bite you, they're not going to waste your pre their precious venom on you. You think you're not going to die. They can't eat you. You're too big. They need their venom for food. Alright, All right, here's the last one. Frost its deadly stinger at you. With 22 XP, with no more death barbs in sight, you exhale sharply. 
and step back, allowing your eyes to wander the field of oozing carnage strewn about the ground before you. 1,024 experienced a general. That goes on top of the 400 or so experience I got for actually fighting. I got from the combat experience. The gruesome remains of the 21 death barbs now scattered across the forest floor before you. You lean back against the trunk of a sturdy oak and spend the next several minutes recovering from the flight fight. A thorough search of the immediate area reveals no sign of any further spiders. After making certain, reasonably, the dark hole at the base of the ledge is devoid of any of its former fearsome denizens. You poke your head down into the opening and stare along the broad Hervan tunnel that extends nearly 20 feet to the west. The recently excavated passage Obviously, the handiwork of the giant spiders is completely empty. As you stand up and move away from the hole, you so eyes the tunnel must have been the start of a massive death barred nest. A lair which the spiders aggressively defended. Hmm. I'm sure if they were going to be that defensive, there'd be eggs or something in there. <laughs> Maybe they're disguised. It's all buried or... In the shadows, or various other things. Battle weary and eager to leave the forest, you make a final search of the area before heading back to the village. You encounter no sign of any further spiders, which leaves you weakly certain the citizens of Crack have nothing more to fear with regards to the hideous, creeping menace that lurked in the nearby wood. Word of your victory over the spider horde spreads quickly through the small village. Urmsim, the settlement's protector, listens intently as you describe for him your encounter with the death barbs and the discovery of the slain border rangers. After thanking you repeatedly, he ushers you into his residence on the edge of town, where he and his wife prepare a simple but hearty meal for you. Oh, oh another hearty meal! and insists you stay at least the night as you recover from your harrowing ordeal in the forest. The following morning, shortly after dawn, an entire regiment of soldiers, soldiers led by a, by a small group of border rangers, rides into Krak. The leader of the rangers immediately sets his men upon the grim task of recovering the bodies of their slain brothers-in-arms. He also thanks you and, and asks you, asked you for an account of what happened since your arrival in the village. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're too late. They're all dead. But I'm sure there's... I'm sure we'll find something for you to do. Brave indeed is she who would walk willingly into such peril, he says. Especially since, you know, you're, you're so tiny now. Stroking his greying beard. From what I gather, he put down every last one of those vile creatures. Well done! We'll scout the area and make certain any aren't still wandering about. Well done indeed. Thank you again, Sir Crokington. At length, after speaking with the ranger leader, and again with Urmsen, who continues to thank you, 
you bid them farewell and prepare to set out from Quarak. Nearly a mile from Quarak, as the road passes across the treeless summit of a boulder-strewn slope, you turn and look back in the direction of the village there, nestled in amongst the lower hills, framed on three sides by thick ancient forest, the settlement appears peaceful, far removed from the last few terrifying days his citizens have endured. Without looking back again, you turn and continue along the road, as it descends towards a wide belt of firs, now, now more mindful than ever that appearances can be deceiving, and that there's never a want for adventure and disassociated peril to be had in the wilds of Telsa. 512 experience to general. 64 experience to all skills and powers. Alright. And that is the end of that adventure. Now we've got, we're not quite an hour yet. Let's move on to the black. Well, wait, before I do that. I should have a little nap. Restore my SP and NV. Alright, uh, oh, might as well save two while I'm at it. Hopefully. Now, the next adventure, the Black Filter. Immediately realising the danger is in, she takes you, it takes you only a split second to leap into action. Normal or scout? Eh, I'll go normal. Bark on this adventure. Having spent most of the day attempting to enjoy a large, long series of rather uninspired performances by a troop of hat-travelling minstrels, those renditions of a small handful of well-known melodies leave much to be desired, you can't hope, hope but feel that a splendid summer afternoon has been largely wasted. You haven't killed any monsters at all! What's the deal with that? What's the deal with that? As late afternoon slowly rolls into a balmy dusk, you shuffle through the village square, grateful to provide your ears with a much needed respite from the incessant, was wailing assault of lyres, pipes, drums, and off-key voices. Passing near the southeast corner of the square, you startle to hear raised voice. Swapped out of the house of Tilara, Dernstig's a renowned arcanist and potion maker. Immediately concerned by the angry nature of the voices, of one of the voices in particular, you hurry over and invite over to investigate. Peering thing in through the half-open door, you spy Tilara engaged in a nasty row with a tall, rotund, bearded man. The man standing several feet from the young silver-haired woman, stabs his finger in your direction and unleashes a volley of vile curses. You think I've any qualms about taking it from you? Bellows. I'll take the future and then thrash you just for good measure. It doesn't seem to me you've learned to show proper respect to those you should. I don't think it bothers me any that you're a lass. Sakes are all the same to me. 
clearly intimidated by the brute, Chilara takes a step back, pressing herself up against the far wall. Tells him that as he leaves, she'll call for the watch. The watch? He cries, stepping closer. I'd like to see the sort of watch you've got in this little patch of dirt. Any to stand against me? Ha! Give me the filter. I will not ask you so nicely again. The lumbering brute draws an iron wad and takes a step towards Tilaro. Immediately realising the danger she's in, it takes you only a split second to leap into action. I've got a few options here. I could use telekinesis, elementalism, illusion, just rush in and attack the man. I don't think I'll go for that yet. Or rush in and stand between them. I'll use illusion. Haven't haven't really done much with that. Succeeded. 4xp to illusion. You call upon the power of illusion and swiftly craft the masterful image of a large black snake slivering towards the man's left foot. Completely fooled by the lifelike phantasm, the man shrieks in terror and leaps to his left, throwing himself Montburn momentarily off guard as he attempts to evade the snake. Wasting no time, he charge in and attack the dazed man, determined to prevent him from reaching Talara. Hmm. Should have made a bigger snake, then he'd have fled entirely. The enraged man. He is dazed, and I am fighting him. I can kill or subdue. Kill or subdue. Uh, always subdue if you have a chance. The man swipes at you with his iron wad. I stab in a non-lethal way. And he is subdued. Alright. 12 XP. The man stumbles and slinks to the floor at your feet. Severely battered. With blood streaming from his mouth and nose. He pleads with you to spare him. Despite the fact you have no intention of doing a further harm, Tlaupa promptly intervenes as if unsure of your intentions. That's enough, she says, placing her hand reassuringly on his shoulder. Let him go, I just want him out of here. After nodding in response, you take hold of the large man and roughly drag him to his feet. Firmly gripping his collar, you lead the well-turned man to the door and unceremoniously dump him onto the lane outside. He straightens himself, dusts up his attire, and mutters several curses before striding off across the village square, perhaps hoping to save what little dignity he managed to attain. It's never so glad to see someone go, says Talao, joining her doorway. Thank you, Sir Quokington. Speaking with a somewhat shaken Jalaro, you learn the man who just staggered out of the dwelling is named Eldruk. Jalaro tells you he was attempting to acquire a rare and powerful potion from her called the Black Filcher. I don't know how he, how he knew I had it, she says. Or do you even show it to him? 
But I never intended for any anything like this to happen. What a horrible scene. Learn that this is not the first time Chiara has had a one-in with Elderbrook. Like me, he's an Akardis, though the term must be used quite loosely when applied to him, she says. He's a foul and dangerous sort, who's quite accustomed to using his size and strength to get what he wants. Seems he may finally, finally met his match. Yes, he's not going to have to show himself in public after he was beaten up by a toad. <laughs> the un unpleasant scene with Elbrox seems to have had a profound effect on Talara. However, after several mugs of paleo, the young, silver-haired woman appears to be recovering quite nicely. This is what he wanted, he says, retrieving a large stoppered bottle and settling it on the table. This is the black filter. A very rare and powerful potion I was required. I hope to study it and learn how it's made. I don't know how Edbrook knew I had one of these, but this is what he came here seeking. I refused to sell it to him and, well, we all know how that ended. Perhaps you dare to take a sip from it? Charo removes the plug and a pungent odour waves out of the mouth of the bottle. Here, take it and get a better sense of it. You're braver than I if you were to try it. Clutching the filter with both hands, you, st you stare at the thick black li liquid, sloshing from side to side within the tall bottle. Can't can't make your mind up for you, says Jalara, smiling. Only take a sip if you want to. Ooh. Well, I'm never want to turn down a magical potion. Take a sip from this filter. You exhale sharply and raise the filter to your lips. Then, closing your eyes, you take your first sip of, of the potent concoction. The instant the foul-tasting liquid slips down your float, float, your head begins to swim, and an intense burning sensation erupts in the, in the pit of your chest. Picking a number. Bonus of 16. For body. All for body. Got to get 40 or more. Or something bad will happen. Pick now. 31. Failure. Trembling and sweating, you cry out in agony as the burning sensation intensifies. Oh, gosh, I should have reduced the dose. Should have reduced the dose. Because I'm small. You struggle to remain standing as a series of sharp pains stab through your chest. 11 stamina points lost. Jara washes your side. And helps to keep you on your feet. As an excruciating pain tearing through your body. Gradually begins to ebb. When the discomfort has altogether faded. She snatches up the filter and shakes her head. We need to be more careful with that than I realise she said. So about that. I've got to put this away. Until I've had a chance to study it more closely. How about a spot of paleo instead? The night passes slowly as you sit 
and Sip Paleo Utilaro. The young, silver-haired ar- arcanist. There is no mention of the events from early in the evening, as she cradles her steaming mug with both hands, what counts for you several of the more recent happenings in Durnstig. Oh yeah, there was this guy who... This guy who cleared a barn full of rats? Alright, that was you! Oh, and there's this 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 this, this board of slot house spiders that are from a village just a little back little off. Some some hero came kill the wall. Oh, that was you too! Blimey! You've been busy. Despite her outward effable demeanour, it's plain to see that she's doing her best to forget the unpleasant scene that unfolded here. At last, as night turns into the wee hours of the morning, you politely take your leave. Joe sees you to the door and wishes, thanks you, peering out nervously into the dark as she wishes you well. I believe I've seen the last of Eldrox, she says in a hushed tone, but I can't be certain of that. Still, there was no need to dwell on it. You must try to think only pleasant thoughts and look forward to happier days. They are coming. We must all trust in that. But if at last... Softly spoken words still ringing in your ears. You bid her farewell and make your way into the dark, deserted centre of the village. And that is the end of this quest. And you get 128 experience to general. Now, if I'd succeeded in the, in the check to test, taste, test, taste test the filter, filter, or whatever. I'd have got quite a bit of XP. So I admit that I could just quit quit and try again and again until I get the XP, but I got a lot of XP already. And yes, you can kill him, and you do, and it does play out differently if you kill him. Very differently. But you still get the filter at the end of it. Try to. Well, now we're up to more more than fifty minutes. Right, oh, strange statue. Just examine the statue more closely. Touch the glowing pommel. Took the took the glow from the statue a total of eight times. All right, let's visit my dwelling and save. And west. Okay. So next time. Next time. Let's see. What's what's nearby? Well there's a lot of stuff going on in Hawklaw. Anything in the other parts? There's Silverwisp. Sevenhorn. South Foot region, that's pretty close. The Goblin Claw Inn, yeah, yeah, maybe that. There's a box that needs lifting. We'll do that, perhaps. Alright. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I'll do. Alright, we'll go into Goblin Claw Inn. And lift the box. But until then, once again I save, and farewell fellow adventurers.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 